Hey everyone, this is the Rising Legends Podcast, your go-to official podcast for all things tabletop gaming, from checkers to Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Ian Walker, bringing to you ideas of fun and games to your friends and family, as well as occasional live play tabletop gaming. This is episode 13, and we're going to be going over some reviews of the blockbuster video board game. Is this the only game that'll take a movie buff away from the movie screen? We'll talk about that, as well as the subject of professional dungeon masters. Is that a viable side hustle to get paid to be a dungeon master? We're going to go into that um, briefly as well. All that and more on today's episode of the Rising Legends podcast. This is the Rising Legends podcast. So, first thing I want to get into really quick is uh, a thank you to all of you guys who have, of course, always been patiently waiting for me um, and putting together a new episode of this podcast. I know it's been a long span of time. I am working very hard trying to update a lot of things and uh, get things moving uh, on this podcast as well as my main podcast, The Stuff podcast show which you should go ahead and take a look at as well um i've been had to take a break for a little bit um had to regroup figure out what i wanted to do um and uh uh really take a step back and see how i was going to go about uh my podcasts um as you guys know the stuff podcast show my main podcast is a, is the podcast about um you know life entertainment you know etc Whereas this podcast is a little bit more aimed toward one of my specific passions and love, which is board games and tabletop gaming. Um, And like I say in the intro, from checkers to Dungeons and Dragons, I love all of that. And so I wanted to take the time to really put my all into this podcast as well. Um, This podcast is going to be a lot shorter. I'm going to be keeping it around 25 to 30 minutes unless there is a live play episode. And in that case, I will be, uh, you know, putting up the live game sessions that I have every once in a while. I'm not going to um, try to stick with a specific campaign. I will pretty much how I'm going to approach it is whenever I do um, sessions, I'm going to ask permission of my group that I'm with if they would not mind me recording them at all. And if they don't mind, I will then throw those live play sessions up. Otherwise, I will be... Um, doing reviews of board games. Um, those are games that range from one person to 16 people uh, as suggestions for those of you who are always looking for board games and who share that love of board gaming as well. So, you know, that's the kind of information I'm going to provide. And then uh, I will also be talking more and more about uh, tabletop uh, RPGs, Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, all of those um, type of games, Starfinder, all of that. And uh, giving specific tips on dungeon mastering and things like that. Now, before I get going with the episode again, I would love for you guys to follow me on Instagram um, at the Rising Legends Podcast. Okay? You guys can reach me at any time there. I am... 
I answer within minutes on that podcast. And I'm going to be putting up polls and questions and things of that nature so that um, I can get some feedback from you guys. Also, I'll be taking suggestions for games to try out and play as well. Um, I need that because that'll give me more information to to go to go on and to to look at and try out some games and give my opinions on them, what I like, what I don't like, you know, all those different things. So please follow me there, shoot me DMs and uh and and please participate, be a part of the community which would be amazing. Okay? Really appreciate that. This podcast is going to be more free form. I'm just going to go for it. Um it's not going to be too much stuff. Uh, that I'm going to be editing, cutting. That's just my particular style of podcasting. So if those, if there are some of you who like and appreciate the polished professional podcast, the, the mess ups and things might not be for you. I apologize for that, but I do hope you give me a shot and allow me to give you some, um, great information that you could take home to you and your families and trying out some new games and ideas of that nature okay so just bear with me and for those of you who don't mind thank you so much i appreciate the support tell people about the podcast as well let them know that it exists rising legends podcast and this is something that i'm you know hoping to have for all ages you know so and again with it only being 20 25 minutes it's not too it's not it's not going to be too long so It'll be something that's doable and listenable, if that's even a word, listenable. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for thank you for listening to me to my rant uh, in this intro. I would love to start getting into the uh, the episode today. I'm going to be talking about uh, a new board game that I saw recently at Target, the blockbuster video card game. I'm a huge movie buff, and this game was so cool and it was so good. And I can't wait to share the experience I had uh, playing that game. So let's get into that right now, shall we? So the Blockbuster video card game or card game board game was a game that I actually stumbled upon by accident. Um, one of my favorite shops to go to is Target, as we as is everyone else's, right? Who's who doesn't like shopping at Target, right? You know, you go in there wanting deodorant, you know, a toothbrush and, you know, some toilet paper and you end up only wanting to spend like $5 and you end up spending 500 I mean, that's just how it goes when you're in Target, right? <laughs> but uh, I I remember walking down the aisle. Every time I go into Target, I always, first I make a beeline towards the toiletries, Right. I go over there, kind of look down the aisles. Even if I don't need anything, I like to just go down there just in case. Then I go to my favorite, one of my other favorite sections of the stationery. The same stuff that's always there, but I always like to check journals because I have a journal obsession, a little journal fetish. I like to go there and see if there's any um, any new journals out there. Then I'll beeline back to towards the self-checkout and make a straight dash towards the back, which is the electronics, games, and and stuff like that. And I will go over, curve that left in my in my target where I live, and there's all the board games. And so I picked up my D&D Essentials kit in there at Target because that was a at the time was an exclusive Target uh, item. So, of course, I went in there and picked it up. And I remember while going to pick that up, because I was on a mission, I was like, you know what, I need to get the Essentials kit as soon as it, come, it came out. 
you know, I only had enough money for that one thing, but I came across the Blockbuster video, block, yeah, Blockbuster video board game, and I remember seeing it because immediately what caught my eye is that Blockbuster logo. You remember that torn ticket, you know, l logo there? And I was like, wait a minute, Blockbuster has a game? Like, how would that even work? You know, and it is the perfect game for if you are a movie buff. I'm a movie buff. I consider myself, you know, a guy that likes a lot of movies. Now, I'm no movie expert. I wouldn't even call myself a, a huge critic of movies. But this game really tests your chops. So once seeing it, I said, you know what? I'm going to come back and get the game. It, time, time passed, of course. So about, I would say about two or three months later, um, I went and found the game. And it was the last one on the shelf. The last one. Super happy. I was so glad. And so I picked up the game. And I actually ended up keeping it for a while. I kept it for like another two or three months. I didn't even get the chance to play it with with anyone. And finally, I got the opportunity to go uh, go to my sister's house, spend some time with her and her kids, my nieces and my nieces and my nephew. And I, w I went over there with the mission to spend time with them and hang out. And I thought, you know what? This would be a good time to bring my board games that I have. I mean, and I, I'm starting to grow quite a collection of board games so um you know i got stuff like one one night werewolf i have the blockbuster game i have the D, &D essentials kit i have um um, um tokyo i keep it keeps slipping my mind but it's a it's a tokyo game it's that it's a it's a game where it's kind of like godzilla and the name is escaping me right now which is bothering me but i i'll i'll, I'll get that back later um but uh there's there's that game and oh what do you mean which is another game that I'm going to talk about later on too sometime soon but uh I took my bag over there and just said you know what forget it I'm gonna take it over there we're gonna play these games it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be cool and I'll get a chance to try out this blockbuster game so get over to the house you know we catch up my sister and I and her kids we have a great time and finally, they're like, okay, let's play some games. And, you know, I brought out D&D, &D and I brought out the Blockbuster game. And immediately, my sister was like, oh, I wanted to try that Blockbuster game. You, you had it new. Again, it was freshly opened. Never even opened it yet. Just had it. So, it was a new experience. So, we opened it up, popped it open. And I've got to say, this game was very well Put together it has like a little buzzer on there you know that little staples buzzer that you press <clears throat> that was easy you know um it has one of those which is kind of like a ticker um and it had cards and it had a little came with this little like plastic blockbuster sign which is neat and uh board and the board is is pretty small it's like the size of uh like an opened ipad like if you have an ipad with a keyboard attachment to it and you open it up and say lay it flat, it's probably about that size. And you place your cards there, and the object of the of the of the game is that you you have to either act, you have to either do a charade uh do a charade, or you get to draw or something like that of whatever movies that are face down on the on the board. 
and whoever gets the most wins. Um, and then there's another aspect of the game where you're, you press the button that it gives you and you go back and forth shooting out movies to each other based on a topic that you're given. And whoever wins that round moves on to the second part of the game to where they can continue to earn points. And if they you exhaust all your if you exhaust all of your cards, then you can actually move on to your opponent's cards if they can't get theirs, which is which is pretty cool. I have to say, we had a blast playing that game. And it was it was pretty it was pretty neat kind of seeing how much actually my sister and I what kind of movie buffs we were. We knew quite a bit of, of films. Her kids unfortunately didn't know nothing, you know, <laughs> but which is good, you know, that means they're not, you know, just kids that just be sitting up not doing nothing. But uh but um you know they had a great time. They had a great time playing the game. And so and you could play it with about four to six people. So you know, it, it, it's it's a good game. I definitely recommend it. I like the game because it's compact. It's very simple to to play once you get the hang of the rules. My only beef with the game was that we had to read the rules a few times before we actually executed. Because I don't think, uh, you know, the explanation was written... Is simpler. It could have been written much more simpler, and so it was hard to grasp some of the concepts that was talked about in the game and how it was run. I think if they explained them in a different way, it could be a lot easier to to pick up on and understand. But you know, other than that, you know, it's very portable. You could take it with you anywhere. Um, it's very easy to set up. There's not a lot of mess. There's not a lot of you know complicated and moving parts. It's just it's very straightforward. And the game itself is so much fun. It's like a competitive version of charades and, uh, you know, you know, knowledge type of games, you know. So it's a great game. I give that game, honestly, I give it a high B, like a B plus, you know. And I definitely recommend that it's something you guys pick up. You can get the game, I believe, on Amazon. Um, you can go and check out your Target and they'll most likely have it there. I, w- I don't believe that it will be at local gaming shoppers or hobby shops, um, you know, unless you unless there's a game that uh, not a game, but a but a shop that is specifically geared towards board games. And you might see it there, but this is more commercialized. So I, I would I doubt if you might see it there. You know, I'm sure you could order it, though, have the have your store, your local gaming store, order it for you and have them uh, pick it up at your at your local gaming shop, wherever you live. But anyways, highly recommend the game. Um, I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. And I think once you guys get the hang of it, it, it it's something you guys should definitely add to your board game repertoire. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. So go pick up the game. Great buy. Very cheap. And go for it. It, it, is, it is money. It's going to be money well spent and a time of fun well had. So I came across a post on my Instagram, perusing through the grams like I always do, and I came across a post that was very interesting to me, and it's something that I had not thought of, and I don't know why I didn't think of it, 
but I didn't. And I saw it on here and I was like, you know what? Wow, what a great idea. What is that idea, you say? Well, it's being a professional dungeon master. Now, I'm a huge D&D fan, Pathfinder, Starfinder, um, my own tabletop game, Rising Legends tabletop. Um, I play I play all of them. I try all of them. You know, one page, RPG, all of it. Love it. Love it. I make it, create it, whatever. So, it's funny because the thought of getting paid to do be a dungeon master never even crossed my mind should have but didn't and i was i was i was blown away i was blown away at that but it then it made me pause for a second could this be a viable side hustle in order for me to make some extra cash on the side you know there's a lot of people that don't know about dungeons and dragons um and those who do are either hardcore fans or there are people that have that are used to the stigma that was placed on it back in the 80s, um, the bad reputation that it was given because of a lack of understanding of what the game was actually all about. Um, they're focusing more on the themes that were presented within the game at face value instead of what the system of play was. And without that understanding, people didn't realize that you can, you know, change, you know, and and build a world of your own creation that didn't have to be uh, what Dungeons & Dragons originally put out to the public. Which, you know, for some I can understand um, the reservations with that, but the lack of understanding too made for a lot of ignorant opinions uh, of the game and of the genre of tabletop gaming as a whole. So... You know, you're going to fall into those two two classes of of people. And generally, some of us might have thought, you know, well, you love Dungeons & Dragons. You're not going to want to get paid for it. You know, you should just play it just for, the, just for the love and for the hobby. But then again, it's like, is that really a bad thing? I personally am an artist, okay? I One of, one of the things I do on the side is I create tabletop homebrew content. That I run on, whether it be for my games, and as I'm moving, and as I'm getting better at that, I'm moving slowly toward creating content for to share with those in the tabletop gaming world. You know, you get paid for doing that, right? You get paid for doing commissions for people's artwork, uh, for their of their characters if they wish to have that done. You, you know, people who who create uh, content. For D and D or whatever games they're playing, they put their stuff up on Drive Through RPG or they put it within the DMG, the Dungeon Masters Guild, you know, whatever, and they get paid for it. So, what's the difference in being a Dungeon Master for Hire, right, or a DM Mercenary, a Dungeon Mercenary? Oh, I just coined it. That's mine. I'm keeping it. Dungeon Mercenary. All right, you get paid out and contracted to. Put on and operate games of Dungeons and Dragons. And for those who don't know about it, like kids or for team building exercises uh, at, at corporate jobs, which I think is a great idea. Um, I think that would be pretty stinking cool. And if done correctly, you know, you could you could totally um, you could totally pimp out. 
you know, yourself as a dungeon master. And it's, and think about, man, think about setup costs for that business. How easy would that be? All you would literally need are business cards. <laughs> and I would say a video, either a video or some audio. These days, people are more pay attention to, uh, to video, right? So if I were to do this, which I'm really thinking about doing, I would create a set of business cards. Hey, I'm a professional dungeon master, dungeon mercenary. What I do is I run board games, okay? And I specialize in Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever. And I create immersive storytelling, interactive storytelling events for people of all ages, right? You do that. You show them a video, you give them a link on the business card, which takes them directly to a video of you dungeon mastering and 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 all and everyone at the table participating and having good fun, whatever. And when they see people having fun doing that, you know, I think it'll, it, it really could do good, you know, sparking some sparking some, uh, uh, you know, some ideas or some. Or, or, or something new or something different. Crap, man, you can do birthday parties, you can do corporate events, you can do all kinds of stuff with this. I know personally that's something I'm going to go ahead and try to do. Um, and I think I'm going to go ahead with that mold. Anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, if you take what I'm saying, go for it. I would love, in fact, to hear your what you guys have been able to pull off if you go ahead and do this. The startup cost, I imagine, is extremely low. And if you're already DMing games, you know, you've already got most of your investment there already with your miniatures and if you go that way. But, I mean, even at minimum, even if you didn't have that and you're more of a theater of the mind type of player or DM, you know, index cards, papers, and character sheets and pencils. What's that? $5? You can go to a dollar store and get a whole... Get everything ten dollars, and just hook up the party, right? I mean, super easy. Look, it would just if done correctly, it could be extremely lucrative. I think it's a great idea. Um, I want to know what you guys think of that idea of of a, being a dungeon master for hire, dungeon mercenary, as I like to coin the phrase. And if any of you have tried it, let me know how that went. Um, another idea too that kind of goes along with that is like pay pay-to-play tables say you're at a local gaming shop because one of the hardest things about being a dm unfortunately is you'll start a game okay but the consistency at times isn't there the reliability is not there right so you know you get a bunch of your friends together you guys might play one two three games if you're fortunate you know and then life happens and people just you know die off right unfortunately Life gets in the way, which which it should. I mean, life does take precedence over a game. But, you know, being a DM, that can be kind of discouraging. Now, say, for instance, you go into a gaming shop. You know, you, you, create, you create some kind of ad. You're like, hey, I'm a DM for hire. I'm putting together this game here. Five, ten dollars a head. You're going to have everything provided for you. We're going to... Roll up your characters before if you decide to play. Create your character. Roll your character. This is this is what um, this is what system we're gonna play. This is how we're gonna do it. Roll your character and submit your character to me along with your fee to play. 
before such and such date. So that then that's another thing that the DM doesn't have to worry about. And if you need help putting together a character or whatever, then you can, you know, shoot me a DM, whatever, or email or however that goes, right? I think that would be cool in charging per head. I think that that would create a more reliable group of people. Why? Because they're putting money into this. You know, um, they put money into going to video arcades back in the day, right? They put money into playing video games, you know, in their PlayStations. What's the difference? What is the difference? People go out and play pool. You know, they go bowling, you know. So why not go out for a night of D&D, you know, spend three, four, two, three hours playing some D&D. You know, uh, you know, five, ten bucks a head. I think that would be pretty cool. And DM makes some money on the side. You know, he gets a max of about five, six players. But that's twenty five bucks. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Twenty five bucks. You go with five dollars a head. You know, 50 bucks if you're there. I mean, you just make twenty five dollars an hour. Right. Was that twice a week? I'm mean, twice a week, twice a month. You know, that's an extra hundred dollars a month. How far is that going to get you? Right. So that's an idea too. So I'm I'm gonna definitely try that. Um, I, I I'm I'm gonna try it. And like I said, if there's some of you listening right now, I would like to one hear your opinions. Be respectful, <laughs> but I'd like to hear your opinions on it. What you think of it? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it kind of taints the, the the hobby a bit? And if you're going to try it or not, I want to know what you say. Shoot me some DMs. Uh, shoot, shoot some comments. I'm gonna put up a um. I'm going to put up a link to um, this episode of the podcast too uh, after uh, after this episode, so that um, uh, not a link, but a but a post um, talking about this particular episode as well on Instagram, so that you guys can can comment on it as well. I would love to hear your thoughts, and I'd love to hear your comments on the matter at hand. Okay, so. Anyways, that's just something to think about. I think that would be really cool. So, with that said, I'm going to wrap up this week's show. Thank you guys so much for taking a listen and for bearing with me and for giving your boy a shot. This podcast is going to be a weekly podcast. My advice to you would be to follow this podcast. Turn on notifications turn on all of all of that stuff because this is a podcast where I'm pretty much going to be it's going to be a weekly podcast no doubt no question it will be a weekly podcast however the days will be random so whenever it strikes me to record that is how I'm going to do this um it's less stress on me uh I don't do too well with schedules but I do know that I have to have consistency so Turn on your notifications, all of that. And if you decide you want to listen to it every Friday, that's you. But it, but you know it'll be there. Thank you. Okay? So, turn on your notifications so that when a new episode is released, you're there, you got it, and you can listen to it whenever you're ready to do so. And, um, yeah, that's it, you guys. So, really quick, um, before I sign out, I have a Patreon that I have for my podcasts, um, Ian Walker in the Stuff Podcast Show. Go there and donate if you can. 
All the money towards this is going towards the Stuff Podcast Show and the Rising Legends Podcast. Um, unfortunately, I can't put both the names up there, so pretty much it's just going to be me creating podcasts. Any and everything, all the money that's going to be earned is going to be going towards the creation of these podcasts, creating more content, and merchandise for you guys as well. I want to do that. I want to create some things and, and, and also build a community around the stuff as well. So go over to my Patreon, type in the Stuff Podcast Show. I'm one and the same dude, Ian Walker. Everything that you donate will be going towards the podcasts. You can donate as little as a dollar. That's fine. And that's all love. At the end of every episode, I'm going to be, um, or the beginning of every episode, I'm going to be shouting out all of my sponsors that continue to donate. So you guys will get your names heard on both of the shows uh, for sponsoring me in this podcast as well. No matter what your tier is. You will all be my sponsors. And I love you for it. Okay? So, anyways, with that being said, I'm going to take off. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you follow me on um, on Instagram. You can follow the Stuff Podcast Show as well as the Rising Legends Podcast. Follow them both. As well as uh, donate and become a patron on the Stuff Podcast Show Patreon page as well. Okay? And help me to keep this thing going, guys. Because without you, I am nothing. Anyway, so thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I will talk to you guys next week. You guys have a great, great evening, day, time, wherever you are. All right, take care. Bye-bye.